Hallelujah. In fact, that's been the journey that we started here at um, uh, the beginning of the year, and that is discovering this huge, gigantic, unfathomable God that goes beyond. And I, I started the teaching series, which, by the way, we're gearing up now, or, or gearing down, I should say, uh, to end, because this Friday is the end. This coming Friday, we conclude our 21 days of fasting, and I will conclude on Friday the series. But we started at the beginning of the year talking about fitting this God into our day. And I, I, I presented to you the idea that God is huge. He's beyond our craziest imaginations. In fact, God is broader, wider, deeper than, than, uh, than we could ever imagine. In fact, the only way that we can start to discover God and know about God is really through His Word. And it's, you know, if you want to know more about God and want to have revelation, don't go to another conference, get into the Word. They'll go to another seminar, get into the Word. And I had also stated that the Bible contains everything that we could know about God. Now, everything about God is not in here, because if it was, then we should worship the Bible. And we don't. It's a sacred book. It does contain God's revelation to us. But the Bible doesn't contain everything about God. All it does, it contains what human capacity is able to understand. That's a different thing. That means whatever you and I as human beings can comprehend about God, we find it in Scripture. You will read other books, you will study other avenues, but everything has to have a point of departure from the Word of God. So the Word of God is God's revelation to mankind and to each one of us. And if we have this thirst to know more about Him, then, you know, I just want to repeat what I said a few moments ago, there is no escaping getting into the Word because the Word contains everything about God. But you and I, we can live for 200 years and study every single day, and we will never get to the, the place where we fully, fully, fully know God. So how do then we do the series that I'm talking about now, that I'm wrapping up this week, how, how does that become you know, reality for us, tangible? If I just told you that God is so vast, so broad, so in deep, so high, that we can't get our hands around Him, and we can't really understand Him, and if I just told you that the Bible doesn't even contain everything about God, then is it even possible to be able to do what I said? fit God into my day? The answer has to be no. No, it's impossible. But what we can do, and this is what I embarked on the 2nd of January, and I'll conclude this uh, January 22nd, is what we can do is start to look at bits and pieces and aspects and attributes of God, and then try to relate to those things that include them into our daily living. Because effective teaching and preaching really only matters if you can apply it to your life today. If you can leave out of here grabbing on to something, one idea, one thought, if you can leave this church and you know, walk on to face your day and your life having learned one thing, then that's what really matters. It isn't about filling your head with, with knowledge. Do you know people that have a lot of knowledge and they're just no good? They know what they should do, but they still go on and do crazies. You ever met an individual that has studied and read a, a specific discipline and is a master in that particular situation or art, but is not able to even live it out. I mean, when you go to a doctor's office, it's great that he has all these diplomas on the wall, but you need to ask him, have you done this procedure before? Then if he says no, don't let him touch your body. So it isn't about knowing, it's about doing, it's about practicing. And that's where the paraclete, the work of the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, that he is the one that helps us then to be able to not only understand truth, because truth definitely sets us, sets us free, but then how do we get to a place where that truth is applied to our daily living? For what reason? So that you can be a better person. 
so that you can be a better husband, a better wife, a better neighbor, a better individual. I think that's what God wants for all of us. I know that that's certainly what God has for me. And I'll tell you, I know God's not done with me yet, and He's not done with you either. So we have to continue going on this process of maturation in the Lord. And emotional people really don't mature. I mean, you can have, mature people can be emotional, but emotional people have a difficult time being mature. So you have to stop for a moment and start thinking through, and then let the Holy Spirit start to flow into your life to give you better understanding. So I started on this series, and today I want to continue. This is actually the third Sunday sermon. There's three previous that I've been dealing with fitting God into your day. And I want to just uh, deal with a few of the, uh, of the elements. I'll touch four uh, today, and then every day for the remainder of the, of the 21 days of fasting, I'll, I'll touch one. You're getting it in the devotionals. If you haven't, sign up to Pastor Mark's list. That's on Google, and you'll get that email every single morning at, at 5.55 in the morning. You will get that email for the devotional for that day, or you could visit the church a Facebook page and get it as well. There's a fresh one for tomorrow and Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way up to Friday. But today what I want to do is talk about four different aspects or attributes of God that are going to help us to be able to include God into our day. Is that all right? Is that all right? Some of you already got the first one that I sent out, and that's the one that I mailed um, um, earlier uh, this morning. And that was the one that God is Jehovah Shammah. And I used the text in Ezekiel chapter 48, verse 35 as the text. And I won't be reading these texts because I have various. This is a topical presentation, so a topical sermon. So I'll just throw the verses. You may see them on the screen. Write them down and read them later on. But Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah, or you could say this way too, Jehovah Shammah. Uh, you put the accent at the, at the end. Jehovah Shammah, that, that phrase, that attribute, that name of God means that God is present, all right? You know that song when we sing, He is here, He is here. Thank you, Carmen. <laughs> Somebody, people go like, what are you for helping me sing along? That song is really talking about Jehovah Shammah, the God that is present. Present. That means that, yes, He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yes, He is the beginning and the end. Absolutely, all those things are true. But Jehovah Shammah tells us, or Jehovah, Jehovah Shammah tells us that God is here. That means if I am living right before the Lord and I am standing, then God is here. If I am over there and I am living right with God, and then that means that God is here. Right? Doesn't it mean if I'm standing over there, that means that because I'm living right with God, God is now, God is omnipresent. We're going to talk about that in a moment. So he's present in all situations. But here, in the, in the, in the sense of Shama, is something entirely different. Because somebody, when you look about Shama, it means that God is totally present in your life, but he's active. Amen. That's different. You could have somebody present and not active. You could have somebody present and not involved. Elvis, come on up here. Stand right over here. Victor, you come on up here and you stand right over here. I want to show you something real quick. I'm going to bless these two handsome young men that are coming up. Amen. I am present. Am I not? So I am Mark Shama. Right? Pastor Mark Shama. I'm here. I'm present. Uh, Pastor Mark is here. Pastor Mark, I'm here. Right? But that is, if you think of God just that way, because I want you to walk away today with a different view of God. It has to matter once you leave this building. If you, then you're not getting the grasp of what Shama really means. Shama means that God is present, but he's active in my situation. So here's, here's, here's Jehovah Shama. Victor, turn this way. Right? So now I'm not only present, I'm present for both, 
but I am actively present with Victor. Victor, that's a nice chain you have there, nice glasses. You told me the other day you were working, right? I'm so proud of you because you're working and you're doing well. And every time I walk down the street, you always, always greet me. You could be across the street, hey, Pastor Mark! And I, you're always greeting me, and you know, that really impresses me. And then you come here to worship, and I, I celebrate you, man. You're a good guy. You have a great future, right? Wait, wait. But before you, we get all cute with him, what about Elvis? Now, here's the difference with being present and God Shama. That the only way I could be present for Victor is to ignore Elvis. Now, I feel bad, Elvis, man. I really do. So I'm going to turn around and now be present Shama, but Jehovah, divine Shama, cosmic Shama, uh, deity Shama. I'm going to be now active with him. It's good to see you, man. You look really good. I'm really excited about you taking courses and stuff and your interest in ministry and all that stuff because we talked about that before. And you just got a new vehicle. I like that a lot. We're gonna tell the child. I remember, I remember, you know, really. Now we're engaged, right? I'm active in him. But the only way I could be active in him because I'm not God, I'm not Shama, I am Pastor Mark, or I'm Mark, right? So I can only be active with him. I have to ignore Victor. How would Victor feel? Now here's God. Wait, wait. God is so mind-blowing. Just say he's mind-blowing. He's mind-blowing. He's mind-blowing that he can actually be active in Elvis' conversation and also in Victor's conversation at the same time. You guys can sit down. That means that God can, Shama, is active. And you know what it, what it is? Because you got to get to the other aspect. He shows up as Shama, not halfway. You ever been in a conversation with somebody, you knew they were talking to you, but they weren't really there? Doesn't happen in this church at all. Right? Doesn't happen with your friends at all. You know, they're talking to you, but they're like looking around you. Right? Uh-uh. Not God. Jehovah Shammah is fully present, fully active, fully integrated into your stuff. And the thing that's fantastic about God is that he can be Jehovah Shammah, not only to the two examples I had of here, but to every single one of us and every single person that seeks him on the face of the earth. Wait, at the same time. Hallelujah. He's never too busy. He's never entertained with other things that he doesn't have time. Can you wait for him? God will never say, wait a minute, I'll get right back to you. The Jehovah Shammah that we're talking about now, Jehovah Shammah that we're speaking about now, he is ready, willing, active to be in your life if you just let him. And sometimes God is not in our journey because we really haven't opened the door to the possibilities of being in relationship with him. But we have to understand today that God wants to be fitted. He wants to be included. He wants to be inculcated. He wants to be poured into. He wants to be a participant of your journey if you will just let him in. You know, sometimes in, on, the, on the human realm, people don't have time to be able to take care of everything that you have. So you have to make an appointment. But we, we used to sing a song way back when. Uh, I remember going one time to one of the rehab programs that they had on Atlantic Avenue. Wait, this is a long time ago. This is when I was, and then we, they used to play, call them up. Call him up, Right, Shama. And that means everybody here can dial into him to you continue the, 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 the illustration. Dial into him at the very same moment, you'll never get a busy tone. 
So why are you living the way you're living? Why are you stuck where you're stuck? Why do you continue habitually going over the same kind of stuff all over again, knowing that the results are going to be disastrous when Jehovah Shammah wants to be your God today? He wants to be present and active in your situation right now, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but right now in your journey. Hallelujah. It isn't where, God, where are you? He's right there. Where is God? Right here in your life. That's Jehovah Shammah. We need to get to the place where we, we include this God that is present fully as God. But let me go one, one step further on Jehovah Shammah. Not only does that mean he's present and that he's active, but the third, and I, I started to explain it a few moments ago, he appears in our experience and life fully as God. You don't get a half God on Monday because he's off. He had a busy Sunday. You, you don't get a partial God because he just, wait, he just finished delivering that brother. So let him recoup from delivering because so much power came out of him that he really delivered that brother and he's free now. So he's got to like recoup, catch his breath and then get to you. You're never going to find a half God <laughs> interested in your life. You might find, a half, I'm, I get tired sometimes, you know, so you might call and or whatever. And, you know, or you might find a brother or sister or, family, or a loved one that, you know, but God, say uh-uh with me. Uh-uh, not what God. God is fully present, active, and wants to be fully. In fact, the way, I, I, the way it helps me is that I look at this Jehovah Shammah as that one that was present at creation, Genesis chapter 1. When God the Father said, let there be, and there was. When God created everything that existed, and then God decided to form from the, from the earth, form mankind, and from mankind, then he breathed ruach, the air that comes from God, that it gives life. He breathed it inside of that, 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 that the mud pile that was there, and it incorporated itself and became a, and became a human being. That God. That God that calls things that are nothing into something, that calls those things that are not as if they are, that God that even if there isn't something for you, he makes it happen for you. Hallelujah. Even when others say you can, he says you could, so you march forward and you latch on to that promise. That Jehovah Shammah is present and active today right here at 207, 209 East Broadway. He's active and ready to, into, to enter into your life and into your experience, and he deserves a praise right now. Praise God forevermore. Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shammah. Let's go to another aspect. There's another aspect of God which I want to start to open up with you. And that is God is omnipresent. And omnipresent is interesting because omni means all and then present means present. And that means that all of God is present all the time. I look at it this way because sometimes the best way to understand concepts is to take it from the, 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 the opposite side. So that means that God is never absent. <laughs> Always present or look at it from the other way. He's never absent. That means God is not only here, present now, but he, he, he's not influenced nor affected by time. He's not, because he lives in an eternal realm. He's cosmic, outside of the realities that we understand. But he is totally present. He is present when you behave. And he's present when they misbehave. <laughs> he's present when you're good. Anybody been good? Oh, no hands. <laughs> There'll be an altar call. Anybody been naughty? All the hands, right? He's present. He's observant. He's there. Now, he will be active shama, depending upon your disposition and your attitude. 
but he's there. So next time you decide to go off to the fringes, he's omnipresent. Next time you want to have a conversation and take the skin off of a couple of people, he's omnipresent. God fully functions as God. He is totally there. He is everywhere, and the same thing applies here. He is everywhere at the same time. He is fully God here, but he's right now, when, when, you make, when, when people respond to an altar call, decide to, ex, to accept Christ, we think that it's only in this sanctuary, in this moment, in this place. But you know, every single moment, every single tick and tock, there's someone on this earth receiving the Lord because God is there. So God is here, God is there, fully as God on the other side of the world. He's just God everywhere. Because he's God. Now that's hard to be able to comprehend in our mind because you and I can't be present, uh, fully present in, in different situations. We just can't. But God can. God is everywhere at the same time. He is God present in the past. He is God present now. And he's God present in the future. To understand that means that, that we have to almost neutralize time because time is a creation of God. So God cannot be in time. Time is in God. present everywhere. He's present always. He's never absent. In fact, I could even go a little bit further and say, let's pray so the presence of God fills this place. Actually, technically speaking, he's already here. He's already here. In fact, even when there's chaos and confusion and you're facing challenging moments in your family or hard news or navigating through a tough time, he is there too. Now, the activity of God in your life is not relegated to God. Is how much of him would you allow in your situation? Huh? And, and parents, you need to understand this because some parents here in, in our ministry have children that are, have gone here or there and perhaps living lives that are, you know, uncomfortable for you. Uh, you have to realize that it's your prayer life that's going to make a difference. You can activate, activate the move of God. It doesn't matter where they are. You know, in fact, God's presence is such because he's present even when people are doing things that are not right. And he's present there really to bring conviction. You know, your subconscious already tells you when you're doing something wrong. You know, some of you here are looking at me. You know, it's true. In your life, you, nobody had to preach to you or anything, but you were in a situation, you were in a conversation, you were in a place. You were with somebody that you shouldn't have been with doing something you shouldn't have been doing. And nobody said anything to you, but all of a sudden you feel bad inside. You know what that is? That's because the presence of God is rubbing against what you know you should be doing. Nobody preached to you. Nobody told you the sky didn't open and your name was called in the voice of, you know, whatever. But inside, it just didn't feel right. You were logging on to the wrong thing. You were looking at the wrong thing. You were having the wrong conversation. It didn't feel right. All that simply is that you should know better, but the presence of God is there, so that light rubs against the darkness that is starting to grow inside of you, and God brings conviction into your life. And then it depends on you what you're going to do. I think Minister Karen mentioned it before. That's the time of confession. <laughs> That's the time of asking for forgiveness before the Lord. So the Lord is present everywhere, active everywhere. He is fully God in all situations. We just have to invite him in. And the application on this one is you need to get to a place where you allow him to come into your life. Look, you could have all the, all the pictures of Jesus in your house and have a plastic Jesus on the dashboard going like this. And you can have all the crucifixes and crosses on your, in your neck and all that stuff. But it isn't about how you have them on the outside as if he's sitting on the inside. That's where it makes the difference. Come on, praise the Lord with me for a moment. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
you know, it isn't the size of the Bible that you, that you carry. I've seen people with huge Bibles. Man, I don't know how you, you don't need to go to the gym. Just carry that Bible. You'll be fine. That isn't it. In fact, oftentimes that could just be a sense of spiritual insecurity. Hallelujah. Carry the Bible. But don't think that your spirituality is determined by the size of the Bible that you carry. Hallelujah. Just internalize. Let it come into your life. Let it, let it, let it rub you inside. Let it make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. God is amazing. Let's go to the third one, because I already talked about Jehovah Shammah and Jehovah, the omnipresent one. That's found in Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12. The next one is in 2 Samuel 7, 18 through 20, and that's God is Adonai. Adonai. Say Adonai with me. Adonai. God is Adonai. And simply all this means is that God is master. He is the sovereign Lord. It means that, that God is, he's not, he's not just God, he's God. <laughs> Adonai, bigger than life, and he is. He is the Adonai. I like the word Adonai because it, for, those, for those of you that are bilingual like I am, in the Spanish, the word don, D-O-N, actually comes, uh, it's a derivative of the word here, Adonai. And you know, when somebody in certain cultures comes in, particularly, I'm going to speak a moment for the Spanish culture, and I'll, I'll help those that are non-Spanish speakers here, that in the Spanish world, when somebody is introduced as Don, Don Marcos, right? or Doña Betsy, that D-O-N, or D-O-N-Y, right, is always written in the, in, the, in the uppercase, always. And it elevates the person to a place of being higher in a way, in a way it's, not a, it's not a statement of feeding somebody's ego, although sometimes it can be that, but it's simply living, lift, lifting up somebody higher that someone of distinction has walked in. Let me introduce you to Don Corleone. <laughs> For the Italians in the room. Huh? Don. That really comes from, as a derivative of Adonai, and Adonai is a word that simply means that he is master. He is the sovereign Lord. He is above all others. And church, we need to understand that because if he is the sovereign Lord, if he is the one that is supposed to be honored and dignified, then listen to this. If he is the highest of the highest rank and the highest order, then everything else is under him. So sickness is under him. Satanic attacks, under him. Depression, under him. Compulsive behaviors, addictions, under him. All the maladies of the world. Because he's Adonai. He's Don Dios. Don Dios. Don God. He is the master. And the word master in describing him on this attribute is written in, in capital letters. Sovereign Lord. That means, I like the word sovereign. We dealt with this before, but this application is a little bit different. Sovereign means satisfied within himself. Gives no account. Doesn't have to render account to anyone. Uh, although, uh, unless they want to, that's sovereign. To say sovereign Lord, that means that he is a Lord, a Lord that answers to no one. He is a God. In the Old Testament, you will have that he is a God among gods. First word God is put in lowercase, second word God is put in uppercase, simply make, making the distinction between Jehovah God and then the God. And in the Old Testament, you see that repeatedly. And if you study, uh, 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 if you study history of the antiquities and also Bible history, you will find that in those cultures, they did have many gods. 
it was, it was polytheistic, so they had many, many gods. So they had to make a distinction between the God of this and that, and then God, Jehovah God, the Almighty One. And so he would be called the God of gods and the Lord of lords. That means there were other gods, lowercase g, other lords, lowercase l, but there was one over everything else. Why is that important? Because maybe it's time not to see the counselor anymore and go to God. I, I, I'm so fascinated with people that they started the year 2000 with some, they're in therapy and in counseling, and here we are, 2016. Maybe it's time to graduate and go to the source. Now, I'm not being lit. Please, you know me. This church knows me well. I recommend therapy. I recommend counseling. I think that that's a great way to go. But after a while, if it's years have passed by, and in some cases, years are necessary. I'm making a general statement here. So don't, don't nitpick me down now here. Watch me for a moment. You know, I love you. I'm talking here truth. But after a while, we become so cold. Either it's therapy, or I want to come in, and I want people to celebrate me when I walk into the room. That, there's a problem with that. There's a problem with that. There's a problem with that. I mean, there has to be, I hope, a time in your life where, how are you doing? Oh, let me tell you what's going on now. There has to be a, a moment in our lives where, how are you doing? You know, things are getting really well. I'm actually doing well. I've plugged into the Lord and things are working out. You know, last year we went through this. Last year, the year before that, I went through that. You know my history. I went through this, medication, blah, 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 blah. But right now, I'm doing a lot better. I'm getting over the situation, my family. Some people get stuck in an event that happened in their lives and they never let God be the Lord Adonai. There's some people you can't even go ask how you're doing because they're still telling the story of last year. They're still stuck in what took place 25 years ago. Yeah, they fired me. And the way they talk about it, like it just happened this week. And yeah, you know, it's so unfair. And it's because, you know, my name is Rivera. And I'm a guy and the company's owned by women. It happened 30 years ago. And we're still keeping that thing Alive. I think if God is Adonai and he is above all that, maybe we should shift over and start plugging into him. That's what I love about the 21 days of fasting that we're doing. It's, it's Jesus at 12 and Jesus in the evening. That's all we're doing. It's talking about the Lord. That's what we're doing. We need to plug in. Now, I'm not, I'm not neutralizing or saying those, those things, are, they have their place. But we've got to get to a place in our maturation and our growth before the Lord that we get closer to Him, that we allow Him to be higher in our lives. He is the Master. He is the Sovereign Lord. We need to submit to His, to his authority. We need to, this word Adonai talks about Mr. or Sir, or, or like I said a few moments ago, it takes the, the, the entity to a higher level, and that is the Lord. We have to understand that church, that that's who the Adonai is. So we've talked about Shema, we've talked about the omnipresent one, we've talked about the Adonai. Look at this one, and this is the last one I want to share with you today. And this is God as Elohim. I love that, God as Elohim. This is powerful, listen to this one for a moment, Elohim. And this is found in Genesis 17, verse 7, this is Elohim, E-L-O-H-I-M, Elohim. In the text it says, I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for generations to generations uh, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. 
And we see there a statement of perpetuity. In other words, God is saying, I'm going to be the, your God, but I'm also be, going to be the God of your future generations and of, your gen, of, the, of, of those to come. And he's saying it in a way that I, I established the covenants, the covenants of redemption, the covenant of the deity of God reaching out to mankind, the, the covenant of bringing hope. God is saying, I establish your covenant. So he's placing in this statement found in Genesis 17 that he is higher than that, but also he is the Elohim. And the Elohim simply means that God is mighty in power and strength. He is the strong one. You have to put right the word one in capital. He is the strong one. He is supremely strong. To say it another way, he is utterly strong. He is beyond strong. You ever felt weak? You ever gone through situations that you got battered, you feel like you can't get up in the morning? You've been dealing with the same problem, the same situation with your son, your daughter, the same situation, even within yourself, the, the situation, the storm is just brewing around you. You th thought you resolved it, and all of a sudden something else is cropping up and you don't know where to go and you feel weary and battled, uh, 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 battered all over and you don't know where to go. I want to tell you today that we need to plug into the Elohim. That's when you don't have the strength to get up. Oh, am I speaking to myself? I think I am in a, in a way. Well you, well, you say, no, but I got to get up. I got to get going. There's another day. There's something else. In being obedient, sometimes you're tired. In being obedient, sometimes you're unaffirmed. In being obedient, sometimes you're misunderstood. In being obedient, sometimes lies come up and you're talked about, but you get yourself up because he is the Halloween. You plug into him because you're weak, but he is strong. I am lost, but he is found. I am down, but he is up. I can't, but he can. Hallelujah. I have no power, but he is all powerful. I am confused, but he is shalom. Hallelujah. I can't make it, but he is still there. I want to run, and he is the rock. I want to get away, and he's pulling you back. Hallelujah. There comes times in our journey where we have to stop and say, wait, Lord, I can't take it. The family, the city, whatever the storm brewing around you. And you know what's amazing? You have every right in a logical mind to just run and check out. Family tells you, what are you doing there? Your friends tell you, but what are you? Oh, we're going to get into Job in, in February. Get ready for that. What are you doing there? You must have done something wrong. And then they believe, though, whatever. Yo, no. But you got to say, wait, 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 wait. I'm not going. God said in your life, you can't, you can't run. Your kids are going to go down the pike if you run. Hallelujah. God will take care of your family. God will take care of your home. Yeah, pastor, but I'm tired. You're tired. Plug into strength. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you. Hallelujah. My kids, they drive me crazy. My, my husband, my wife, my aunt, my uncle, everybody in my family has done everything. They, I've used all my money to fix this up. I've tried to cover and make it look good, even though it's just not good. I can't tell anybody because I still love him, my son, my daughter, my wife, my husband. I love them, so I don't want, I want to cover them. And, but what I want to do is just go and stand on top of the Empire State Building and tell everybody what I've done. But I can't, Lord, because I need to cover them. But Lord, I don't want to continue. I want to give up. The Lord is telling you today, plug into the Elohim. All-powerful. The Elohim has all authority. Let's tie up all some of these words together. He has all authority, so everything is under him. He's all-powerful. You know who the Elohim is? The Elohim is the one. Remember that story of Peter, crazy Peter, crazy Peter? You know any crazy Peters? Peter was crazy. Peter was crazy. Peter was here today. We would have to visit him in Bellevue. He was crazy. Crazy. Or if not, in some prison because he chops people's head off. He was crazy. And then he was not even good at using a sword, but he thought he was. That's the worst kind of person. They think they know how to use a weapon, and they don't know how to use a weapon. 
Crazy. Say crazy with me. Crazy. Elohim. Right? Here we go. Peter. The Lord tells him walk on water. God. The Elohim. The powerful one. The one with all authority. The one that's above everything. Sent an email. Because there's... Wait, let me, let me get a... There's no scientific evidence that water has the, enough structure and mass to be able to sustain the weight of a man, although, and certainly the weight of a man coming in unexpectedly. So water is water. It is wet. H2O does not hold up weight. It doesn't have enough content. Einstein would even tell you this better than I. does not have the mass, the matter sufficient to be able to sustain the weight of a man that weighed about 150 pounds. So the only way is that God had to send an email. So God sent an email to H. And to O, or H-H-O, or H-O-O, sent an email and told him, listen, something's going to happen. I know you don't do this regularly, you just make people wet, but listen to me, because I have authority of you, I'm the Elohim, I have all power. I'm going to tell you and send you, because God never tells you to do something without sending the resources. I'm going to send the resources so that you, people will be surprised, and even the person is going to be surprised, but in a few seconds, a foot, you're going to see the shadow of a foot coming over you. I want you to hold them up. And so Mr. H and Mrs. O said, okay, uh, and they held them up. Why? Because the Elohim has spoken. If God can do that with H2O, your problem with your child, cinch. You know, let me tell you another one. The other one, I love this one, the book of Joshua. This is where, you know, Joshua had to win the battle, and Joshua had the audacity to connect with the Elohim. He had the audacity to connect with a source, with the all-powerful one, the one that has all authority. And Joshua, in the middle of the battle, says to the sun, you ever talk to the sun? Joshua was crazy, too. Talk to the moon too. You ever talk to the moon? Crazy. I mean, I've looked at the creation and said, wow, that's amazing, but I never had a conversation with the, right? He tells, son, stay still. You moon, you too, stay still. The Bible, and you know what's amazing? Science, you guys are the science driven. Science in the continuum of time and making studies, deep Harvard research funded and Stanford research funded studies about the continuum of time from as far back as man can go to where the clock started, this is scientific conversation now, as far back, they develop a, a, a line of continuum of time. What they did is they try to select, to put in a linear way, the epochs, the moments, the episodes, the ages, and science has just discovered, this is probably in the last 10 or 15 years, science has just discovered that in this construct of the, of the continuum of time, there's a space in there of about 24 hours that they don't know what happened. They need to read Joshua. It's here. It's here. The Bible says that Joshua prayed and told the son. Didn't say, please, maybe. <laughs> told the son. Why? Because he was plugged into the source, the Elohim. Hallelujah. Plugged into the source. So he told the son to stand still. He told the moon to stand still. And the Bible says, and history now has this mystery that they can't figure out, which is simply biblical. The Bible says that the entire universe went like this, went... If the Elohim can stop the universe, your situation about feeling guilty and, and disconnected and depressed, your, your situation that's going around you right now is easy for, if you plug into him. The Elohim is all-powerful. He breaks every chain, breaks every chain, breaks every chain, breaks every chain. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Addictions are gone. This stuff that we deal with. Think about it for a moment. The mundane thing. You know, the, the depressions. You ever walk in and you're talking with somebody. You can sense the depression. The, the Elohim can dissipate all of that stuff. And then when the enemy gets up, you know what happens in, a, in, in living in an urban context. This person involved with Satanism. Now Satanism is becoming so, so uh, 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 popular. People are, Listen, the, the Bible, again, go to the Bible. It's in the Bible. The Bible says we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in the air. The, the, the powers of darkness are real. And we freak out. Because the neighbor, yeah, they just brought this number one witch that lives down here. And they, they did some, I heard it last night. That's, that's not going to get through your wall. You think for one minute, wait, before you clap, you think for one minute that I live, oh my goodness, a witch upstairs, oh, a witch next door. That, they're all, I know where they're going, but in my house. Come on, you can pray, in my house. I don't know about you. you have, if you plug into the Elohim today, if you plug into the source, the all-powerful one, the one that has, because, you know, even the devils know you read the story in the book of Acts. Well, you know, so-and-so we don't know, but Jesus we do know. And then they got into the swine. The swine jumped up because the devil, all the devil wants to do is destroy. The devil, all he wants to do is kill, destroy. And we freak out, oh, no, what's happening? What's coming into my house? I, no, if you're living right, if you're a child of the king, you have the authority. <laughs> Plug into the Elohim. Your kids are going, you have your lay hands upon them. And you know what? Even if they're still going crazy, you stand firmly on what I said earlier. Stand firmly on your convictions before the Lord. And because of you, there's a teaching in the Bible that talks about that. Because of your faithfulness, God's justice will reach your home. Hallelujah. 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 And people, the counselor in school tells you, you know, your son is incorrigible. You know, they use those words. They're incorrigible. We don't know what we're going to do. One time I went into school, I remember for my oldest son, and they told me some stuff like that. I said, you're going to tell me in this building filled with so many master's degrees, nobody has seen this before? But then I understood. It was a spiritual thing. That's when Pastor Ian and I said, you know what, devil, you're a liar. You got to go through us to get to our sons. Maybe you need to do that. Maybe you need, maybe you need to do that. They said, no, no, we're standing firm on our, and because of your faithfulness. Oh, let, let me tell you, your the text is there. Your generations can be blessed by your faithfulness to God. Don't become wishy-washy. Stand firm. Yeah, but my son, I want him to be a pastor. I want him to be a replacement for Billy Graham. I want him to be the next T.D. Jakes. So, fine. Okay, fine, fine. Fine. But let's get him straight first. All right? Let's get him straight first. I want him to be this. I want him to, you know, what's this guy? Uh, the guy from Family Field. I want him to be that replacement. Fine. Fine, 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 have that goal. We won't laugh, we'll encourage, oh yes, fine. But first, let's get him or her straight. You keep fighting with your husband and your wife, leave that alone. You, you stand firm on God and say, God, I'm plugging into the source. Lord, I'm not saying take him, although I think about it sometimes. Lord, help me. That's why you have to confess and cleanse yourself first. The text yesterday was, search my heart and search my heart, Lord. You know, I, no, no, but you stand there. You know, I, don't, I honestly think some people don't really believe that. They say, well, Pastor Mark's supposed to say that on Sundays. That's why. I'm telling you it's the truth. I'm telling you it works. I dare you. I dare you to try it. Plug into the source. Live right. I dare you, and you're going to see a change.
You, keep, you can't get out of debt. 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 The reason Pastor E and I are blessed, you know why we're blessed? Because we're faithful in our giving to God. And there's a promise in Malachi 3 that says that God will open from heaven and provide everything that you need. We're doing all right. You know why? Not because it's not amounts. We were talking, I mentioned it last week about the lottery. People already had the money sold. They never even, they were ready to go. I see that you're all here, so none of you won. <laughs> or if you did, you're, you're pretty wise. Huh? If you can't handle little stuff, you're going to squander the big stuff. You will. You definitely will. We need to be able to exercise disciplines in our life. Plug into God for the stuff that you did. You know, and, I, and I can go, I'm not going to retain you, detain you that longer. Story after story, in my, read my book when I end up publishing it. In my personal journey where it was the 11th hour, it looked like it wasn't going to work, and all of a sudden the Elohim walks in. God walks in. And you know what's amazing about God? He never gives you what you ask for. He gives you more than what you ask for. Gives you above and beyond because he has riches and glory. And imagine if you walked in obedience. Imagine if you made this year the year that you decided to walk right with God. He's a mind-blowing God. That's why we can't fit him in our day. He's going to blow your mind. And the Elohim is that strong one. The devil, the devil can't. That's why demons, Andre Crouch does that song, right? Demons tremble at the sound. His name makes every knee to bow. Talk about power. His name makes, and, and remember when they were going to arrest Jesus? And they came up, we're looking for Jesus, I am him. Boom, the guys fell on the floor. <laughs> oh, I won't tell you what I just thought about. Huh? It's true. Your presence, I mean, our presence can't even get us on a bus. I'm here. Put your card, swipe it. <laughs> I don't have a card. Get off the bus. I'm a child of the king. 911, please get this crazy person off the bus. Isn't it true? Here, his, his, his presence, his very presence, disarms. And he wants to be your Jehovah Shammah. And he wants to be present in every one of your situations. Hallelujah. And, and if he fights our battles, get out of the way. Stop nagging and get out of the way. Let the Lord do what he wants to do and straighten things out. Now, church, I confess to you that's hard because sometimes we want to take it into our own hands. You've had enough. You had it up to here, right? I had it up to here. I'm going to take care of this myself. No more. Don't bring any more boards out. I'm not going to put any more petitions on because none of them have been answered. <laughs> you need to repent. Hallelujah. You really do. Connect with God. He is omnipresent. He is the Adonai. He is the one that will strengthen us. He is the one. He wants to pour out his strength, his Elohim strength over our lives. And I love that part. I, I, I mentioned it in my opening comments on this point, that he not only wants to be that supremely strong God for me, but for my generation, future generations as well. I want my sons blessed. I want my granddaughters blessed. So I have to. I don't have an option. As a father-grandfather, I don't have an option. I have to be strong. And I'm, and I'm at a place now where it's not even for me anymore. It's for my, my, my kids, my daughters-in-law. It's for them. Church, but let me, let me speak as a spiritual father. My holding on, in fact, let me be real transparent right now. God's done more than I've ever expected him to do for me. More. More, 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 more. He filled up that, that side of the ledger. So I'm not living in anticipation of what's the next thing. I don't want a helicopter. I don't want a plane. 
I'm not checking out either, but I just want to let you know that's where I'm at. But what do I, you, gotta, you, gotta, you guys that know me, what I want is I want all of God in your life. That's what I want. So I hold on. Wait, I hold on. I hold on. I hold on. Not for me. Get this church. It grieves me when things don't work out for you. I woke up this morning at 3 o'clock in the morning grieving over stuff. And I'm a sound sleeper. And it was not, oh, my wife doesn't love me. She loves me. I love her. We're going to celebrate 40 years, and we're already talking about our 50th. Wait, don't have to clap. My, I don't, well, my sons don't love me. They love me. The first text I got this morning was from my oldest granddaughter. Abba, I love you. So I'm not looking for love in all the wrong places. I got love in all the right places. You got me? And I'm not saying, no, God's still working with me, still doing some stuff. But I stand, I get up, I do what I do for you. God didn't take me out of what I was doing out there in Wall Street so that I could be the pretty boy somewhere else. No, no, no. If that's what you assume, and I know you don't, I'm just, I don't know why I'm stating this, but just to be clear, my fighting, my tenacity, my, in that chair, praying 21 days, that'll be on Friday, we, we spent here about 40 hours praying. I'm going to confess to you what I do. I spend about five minutes praying for my stuff because I'm praying for my stuff all the time. And the rest of the time, it's you, 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 by name. You got to get that. Because I believe this text. It says very, and even, and, and even when you don't want it, I still want the Lord to bless you. I even worry about people that don't like me that have been part of our church experience. I do. I honestly do. You say, oh, he's... No, that's the way God wired me. Better that than not liking you. Because Wall Street comes up right away. And in Wall Street, you kill. You destroy. I don't go that way. You following me? This is, this is something that we can take away with today. You have the resources. You have a table before you of incredible options that you can just latch onto. God wants to bless you. God wants to take you to a new level. God wants to expand your horizon. God wants to expand your territory as we read in the prayer of Jabez. God wants to give you more than you could ever, ever want. That's what God wants. Please believe it. Please believe it. God wants your good. Everything that's gone bad in your life is because of stuff that you did. Not God. Everything. Every stumbling that you go through. Think about it. You may not admit it, but that's the facts, Jack and Jane. That's the facts. God only wants to bless you. He wants to take a twisted road and make it straight. He wants to take a broken life and put it back together again. 